Hello and welcome to What's the Fact, the podcast in which good trivia gets rewarded and lies get punished. But will we catch the lies? I don't know. Hello and welcome. My name's Ryan Whistle. This is Warren Robertson. Welcome to What's the Fact. Hello, um, Ryan. How are you doing? Man, I'm good. I'm good and I'm 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 like pumped for are this you, you episode. Pumped? Yeah, Dietz has given us a wonderful a comedy gold mine. Uh, in serial killers, serial killers. <laughs> you know, man. you know that that just that rich vein of of comedy material that's waiting to be plundered from the deaths of countless women and yeah. and small children. Yeah, I mean, I'm all excited. I don't think I'm <laughs> sleep tonight, but I'm all excited now. <laughs> nice. No, I mean, when I was when I was thinking about the show, that was like. There's actually so many movies I've seen, and I'm a scaredy pants. Okay. But there's so many serial killer type movies that I've seen, and it's like, wow. And right. uh, I always tell myself never again. <laughs> then it draws you. What it is? Yeah, what I mean, is it about the evil, bloodthirstiness that draws you? You, you know you? what I what I, I love about this this topic of like serial killers and crime and stuff is that um, across the board, the statistics are in that the people listening to crime and serial killing podcasts are all women. Hello, ladies. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, so this is likely to to really. I don't know what it is about women. They're bloodthirsty, right? And they're bloodthirsty. I've always they're, known they're, that. They, they, I've always known they that. They just want to know about the death and the murder and stuff. They're lured in by the bad boys. Do you know what my mom and my sister do? Sometimes, literally. Sorry, <laughs> That's the, sorry, I was. How did I miss the sometimes literally lured in by the bad boys joke? I think I think we need a disclaimer before this one. It's Maybe. quite a dark topic, and I think the T's the, and C's apply. Yeah, yeah. If you tri- the trigger warning, we're going to be making jokes about this stuff. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but but like the the genre of murder mm. is so popular, and it's never going to die. <laughs> 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 it's just, it's just so, no. My my mom and my sister. Do you know what they do? No. And they both do it. The when they climb into bed, they both have TVs in their room. Okay. What channel do you think they like to play as they're dozing off? I mean, I'm guessing crime, right? Yes, yeah. you'd be right. I mean, why? That doesn't make any sense to me. Is that what you want to dream about? Is that what you oh, want to be thinking it's, it's about? The, it's the, the tone of the show. In a sleepy little village here in Indiana, uh, in summer of 1987, peaceful town people were going by the about yeah, their yeah. lives peacefully 26 year old Marilou like Smythe didn't know what was around the corner <laughs> she was getting a schnitzel for <laughs> yeah, her husband yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what she didn't realize is she would not be giving him his schnitzel that night <laughs> and it's like and then it's just they it's just a soothing story of it yeah. Yeah. maybe they're, they're, they've gone <laughs> to sleep it, before the dun 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 you think that's what they want? You think we got to do this podcast in a kind of in a kind of serial killers? Oh, are they men or are they beasts? Kind of voice. <laughs> I I dig this this topic very much, man. And yeah, I, I think uh, some of the research, like I can't wait for my op- my opening fact because, man, why is that not a movie? <laughs> okay, I'll okay. tell you why. It's not in Hollywood. That's why. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing that always bothers me about these kind of these crime podcasts is that there's, you know, on the other side of these stories, there's a lot of victims and a lot of like, yeah. dis- like very unhappy stories and oh. and devastated people, and there's a lot of trauma involved in them, and uh, and very rarely when you when you're looking at the kind of grisly details of of 
what a serial killer is and who they are, are you talking about like actually just how terrible the things they're doing are? I know. I mean, it's like my problem with Agatha Christie is I'm a huge fan of Agatha Christie, and it's always about the murder. And oh, that's how he done it. Oh, and he snuck to the room, and he was hid in the cupboard, and then he came out with a knife, and then went back, and then he's like, oh, what's the matter here? What's going on? Oh, hello, Poirot. <laughs> <laughs> Funny old chap lying on the floor. But to actually kill someone in cold blood, right. you're a a horrible right, person, right. but but it was uh, oh, a horrible Hays- person and a butler. According but it was to Jim Hastings. Jim Hastings from 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 White Hart Lane. Hello, yes. Jim, he's a very pleasant chap. And yeah. Can't believe he did that. One of you with this high tea is a murderer. Stick a lady with the knife under a in a jugular, and then she's dead. Yeah, exactly. But he was at the tea party. It was lovely. Let's yes, play billiards. Yeah. Oh, we're on a train journey across Europe. It's very <laughs> quaint. Everybody's very stiff after their lips about the fact that somebody just got shoved off the train. Anyway, <laughs> good. So, uh, oh, the other thing I noticed that was quite strange um, in researching this thing is, and I, that, that it kind of occurred to me was um, nicknames. Why do we? Why do we oh. give? Why do we give serial killers nicknames? You know. And I was thinking about it in in the context of this of this quite grisly, like horrible, traumatic thing that they're doing, they get quite cool nicknames. Yes. You know, like my friends at school did not get cool nicknames, no, you know, no. like my, like Robert Berkeley. <laughs> Robert <laughs> Berkeley was caught tugging one out <laughs> at, a, at a scout camp and um, Jeez, and his nickname was Voortrekker. And from that moment <laughs> on, everybody just called him Voortrekker, you know, that was like... Shame. But, so you know, they, these are not – you don't give your friends nice nicknames. But mm. we do, as a society, as a rule, give quite cool nicknames to serial killers. And I think we should change that. We should. You know, it shouldn't be like the Green River murderer. It should be the the small-dicked, yeah. shriveled, scrotumed killer. You know, like. Jack the knobhead. Yeah, 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 that's right. You know, you know yeah, mommy's boy killer. Because <laughs> yeah. that one became the first sort of – Public crazy one. Yeah, we'll talk about. I'll. I've got a fact about that one coming up. Oh, but okay, um, okay. yeah, uh, Ripper. But Ripper then became. Uh, oh, you synonymous. mean Jack the Ripper? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it was there was many, a few Rippers after him. Okay. Uh, all over the world, they all had a go. But right, so there's the Rippers. There's there's BTK. There's Zodiac Killer. You know, yes. South Africa's got the ABC Killer. Like it's ah. you know we give these names to these these kind of guys that that make them sound. Like mysterious when in fact they're just massive losers, really. Real dickheads. Yeah, like absolute. I can I can say this, and I think maybe it's going to be a, quite a controversial one amongst our female listeners who love these things so much. But mm. I think serial killers are assholes. I think so too. Yeah. But you, you know what's funny about ladies? Ladies um, is is ladies are funny things. Like afterwards, after. Oh, this is this is actually I feel quite... like we're now diving into Joe Rogan's territory here, Ryan. What's, you know, like, what, where are we going? Now after after nine eleven, there was some effed up article about why Osama bin Laden is a sexy man. <laughs> Because he'd made all these videos and he stood up to the United States. And I mean, then he, to be fair, he was pretty rugged. He was six foot four, heavily bearded, Rasputin type figure. All right, he lived in a cave, probably smelled a little, didn't you know? Maybe some girls like camping. Maybe. maybe but he's, he's a mass murderer and, you, and, and ladies are doing an article, why he's a sexy man. Well, this is. So this Fuck, is, ladies. So this is a thing. Like, if, you know, people get these big guys, these big serial killers get put in jail. And then they get flooded with love letters. You know, they get they get thousands of love letters. 
to the extent that like the BTK killer, if you want to write to the BTK killer in prison, he's such a narcissistic asshole, you have to fill in an application form <laughs> to be allowed to send him a letter. He's that's that's what he yeah, he, he receives so much mail grief. he doesn't want yeah, he doesn't want everybody to to be allowed to send him mail. So yeah, there is there is a weird attraction in this thing and uh and I, I can't work it out. I think they're massive assholes, and I think if we gave, and I think part of the reason is that weird attraction is that we give them these cool nicknames, and we should rather be calling them like, you know, little shitbag snowflake, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know, (laughs) like we should be, the police should be constantly on their TV being like, ah, this massive loser with with mummy issues is, (laughs) you know, he's hacking up prostitutes down by the Green River, you know, that would be a lot better, I think, than and listen, there's probably countless reasons the police don't do that. But um, mm. but I think that's the way we should handle these guys. Yeah. No, it does get an, an, a notorious thing going. Notorious. Yeah, outside. yeah, yeah. And you give them these, these cool nicknames. Oh. Okay. Anyway, good. Who's uh, who's doing the first fact this week? Ooh, me. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, and I've, I've, if, I, 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 I suspect if we come to the end of the show and you haven't spoken about a, a fact which I suspect you might uh-huh. talk about, I'm going to break the news to our podcast okay. listeners about you and your close proximity to one certain fact. Oh, really? Like, let, okay, let me just oh, get wow. it out there now. Do, did you do anything on the Devil's Dorp story? Oh, no, no. No, no but tell the people. No, 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 no. He, t- he broke the story. <laughs> well, I did, no, I he didn't. Broke. I didn't. I, 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 uh, I, I enriched the story. <laughs> Uh, and no, 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 because what happened is, uh, so this is, I worked for a magazine company um, that owned a lot of community newspapers, and the community newspaper journalist uh, in that area had gone to the court that day and actually broke the story. And she's got she got no credit, and I can't even remember her name. Um, but she broke the story, and then we were sent all the stories from the community newspapers, and then I used that story to kind of enrich a, a bit of a feature about it. And then um, bigger... Uh, journalists at larger publications kind of took it over and then went to the court and followed the story and really kind of like it up and, and became became famous with their own with their own devil's door like stuff mm. and yeah my word but anyway it's a yeah I mean that's a that's a, as you say it's a fascinating but you went to the courthouse for the opening hearing yeah, so I spoke the... to a lot of the people connected yeah Jeez, so that's how I kind of yeah but um no, I didn't go to the opening hearing. the The story I wrote was pre that opening hearing, ah. so it was it was kind of yeah. So so, so so yeah, she'd gone to the kind of initial pre hearing thing, you know, when they they sort of charged them, and uh, and then postponed it to a later date. And she'd written about that. Ooh, there's these satanic killers in Griegersdorf, sure. and they, you know they've been charged, and the the date has been set down. And so I went and I filled in the story at that point, and then I wasn't at the first actual court appearance. The the bigger journalists were all there because mm. you know we'd moved on as a as a magazine. That story was done. <laughs> we weren't about to go and create a documentary and become famous and and wealthier <laughs> on the back of this story. Anyway, silly my budget. Word. Yes, my first one is proudly South African. Oh, good. Uh, okay. But it's not not that we're proud about this one, but it's a <laughs> South African one. It's uh, it's good old Daisy. Okay. Daisy Demelka. That's such DeMalca. a sweet name, isn't it, Daisy? She very sounds like, like a 1940s cartoon cow. Yeah, <laughs> very sweet name. And, of course, Demelka, you think, is would have made her an Afrikaans. I'm not sure if, if the husband was Dutch, but I, she's an, she's just, an English poppy. I just poppy. realized, if you don't mind, Ryan, uh, Daisy the Milka. So she's named after a 1940s cartoon cow. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> never mind. Let's <laughs> carry on, shall we? I never noticed that, that about that song it before. Because she was pre-Second World War. And in Second mm. World War, the, the song that my grandparents kind of got married to afterwards was Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer to. Did you kill your husband? <laughs> Did you kill <laughs> And um, so she, my fact is, you know, that, uh, I don't know how much you know about Daisy, but I'll tell you the fact and then we can talk the, about the Daisy. The only thing I know about Daisy is that uh, she looked like that Russian witch Baba Yaga had, had fucked her thatched chicken hunt, you know? Like <laughs> she was not She's, She was not an attractive person. And I know that normally... But is normally, that photo only like from the lineup photo? Maybe she didn't get a good night's sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That Crazy. lineup photo where she looks... She literally looks like... Looks like she'd had a dose of strychnine herself. Nice <laughs> <laughs> strychnine, thank you, Wharton. <laughs> she, she looks like a boma, you know? <laughs> and it's nasty. And, but, but listen, most people will, will judge us for, for judging her for the way that she looks. But I think it's fair. If you're, you become a mass killer, gloves are off, I'm afraid. Absolutely. That's I mean, the way, yeah. Bonnie was quite hot. But, um, are you to Bonnie and Clyde? No, but we'll get to that later. Okay, so so the fact is, uh, so she allegedly killed two husbands and a son. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did she benefit from it? Uh, the fact is she benefited from the three murders. Uh, she benefited uh, to a tune that totaled seven thousand pounds okay and that's my fact yeah there was probably a lot of money back in the day um i know i know and i'm i'm digging back into the the files of my brain here right so you might have to correct me but i seem to recall that uh she killed her first husband for insurance and that um and that uh the insurance company initially refused to pay out and i think she had to take them to court to try and get them to pay out Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I seem to remember something along the, along those lines. And then, and then, the other thing I, I remember about her is that she was only ever convicted of the killing of her son. Yeah, um, that is, that is true. And, and not not the actual not the two husbands. And they they um, they've never been sure why she killed her son. Some people have sort no. of posited that perhaps he wanted some of the insurance money, or you know that he was cutting in, or maybe he was blackmailing her or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't know. There's no real financial benefit hmm. so but look seven thousand pounds it was a lot of money back then um, it's a lot of money now <laughs> could buy, could buy a house in some parts of south africa with seven thousand um but yeah back then i'm sure seven thousand pounds was, was a lot of cash so yeah why not that's i can believe that's what she benefited yes you're right yeah. she did that's all she got you know the first husband one thousand seven hundred pounds the second husband yeah. quite right there was there was a policy and a and a will and it totaled about five thousand seven hundred her son she got a hundred pounds from and uh the reason she was caught with her son so strychnine was a thing of choice for the first two and i think they they know it because the eyewitness accounts accounts of the deaths were so horrific pain screaming Okay. Horrible, and it, it seemed to be uh, consistent with strychnine poisoning. But the son, uh, he went to work and drank, and then had funny, funny feelings and and stuff. But he drank coffee from his mom's flask, and his friend had a sip of his coffee and had similar symptoms. But the friend recovered, and the son died. And it was like, oh, and she had traveled from Germiston to Turfentain okay. to a chemist to get arsenic right. for her son. But she said it was for my cat who's a bit sick, and I when you finish off her cat. I mean, as a pharmacist, uh, you're gonna be like, did? "Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> oh, shame you, you, you want to kill, you want to poison your cat. 
Funny. Do a fintone. You're with all the time. And so, um, but what fascinates me about her is like, uh, she's not Afrikaans. She's English. Uh, Demelka, I don't know if it's Afrikaans or Dutch, but born in Grahamstown, went to a convent in Cape Town, then a nursing college in Durban, Berea, then met her first husband in Rhodesia okay. and uh, died at his bedside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lucky I didn't enjoy. And then uh, second husband uh, was in Joburg. The rest of her life was in Joburg. Uh, and uh, the second husband, some tragedy of like, had five kids and only one survived. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And she was the, the second woman, as far as I'm aware, who was hung in South Africa. Yeah. Pre- Pretoria hanging, Central. Yeah. yeah. And what? Yeah. Pretoria Central, man. I thought it was constitution hill because there's a yeah court there, but i think that's the site of south africa's last hanging okay that prison there but uh yeah daisy demelka pretoria central okay well there you go i like to think of the guys who did hang at the end being like hey stefanis <laughs> chick that chick is better hung than you <laughs> <laughs> i gotta uh, have a shout out to locally produced movies about hanging but have you seen uh, Shepherds and Butchers? No, I read the I read the book when it came out. Really? Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, a lawyer who wrote it, I think. Yeah, it's a co- co-production between Canada, Britain, and mm. South Africa. Hell of a movie. Worth a watch. Really so good. Okay. Yo, it's really so good. I think it's the, the, the one of the trials that was all about... Well, it's a it's big a, fat it's an question invented, mark on the. It's an invented trial. Really? So it yeah, so, yeah, it's, is I, it fiction? I believe so. Yeah, oh, but it's man. based. I think what he did was he he put a couple of things together and he kind of created See. a fictional story, but because he wove in the real stories of the the actual executions in South Africa, and he was kind of questioning the value of the death penalty and the damage it does to not only the the families of those who are sentenced to death, but you know the people who actually have to commit, you have to hang these guys. So I think there's a, a lot of complexity around, you know, so you had a lot of real stories about the, the real death penalty and the real things in South Africa that were woven in along with this, I believe, fictional story. Ah, I see. Yeah. yeah. Very good. I do I do think the Daisy story should be a thing on Netflix, man. Wow. Because if, if you got inside the why and the complexity of her life and she was one of 12 kids and all that tragedy of her kids and moving around the country a lot, a real South African who moved around a lot. Yeah, Grahamstown, yeah. Cape Town, Durban, Joburg, even Rhodesia. Maybe they, they can't find an actress who's prepared to admit she looks like Daisy DeVolk. <laughs> <laughs> we put the casting out. Yeah, no we, we said we want hideous hag, <laughs> hideous hag to, to appear as Daisy DeMalk. And only Kelly McGillis wrote up. That's not funny. That's a joke. It's not funny. I think she's lovely. That's a joke. I love Kelly McGillis. Oh, man. I loved her, then I love her now. Don't worry, Ryan. 90% of people don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) It's fine. I'm going to stay with South Africa um, simply because I want to... I'm such an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, Ryan. It's okay. We're going to all get through this together. Um, My fact is that uh, South Africa's most prolific serial killer is, uh, is free and living in East London. Goodness he's like me. he's he's out in the in in today's world. Yeah, yeah. In today's world, he's free and he's living in East London. That's your fact. That's my fact. She's our hope. most prolific serial killer. Yes, like I hope you're wrong, eh? No, even with our police, I'm hoping you're very wrong. Come on, where's the DA in East London <laughs> <laughs> going? Excuse me, Mr. Municipality, we've got a problem here. I'm gonna have to say that that is 
can't possibly be true. That is a false fact. You started with the most heinous <laughs> lie. For that, you will swing from the gallows <laughs> no, on the second no, Sunday. No, no, I won't because it's true. <gasps> it's true, yeah. So, so a lot of people um, assume that Moses Sitole is our the ABC killer is our most prolific um, serial killer because and they know because they know for sure that he killed at least thirty eight people, uh, thirty seven adults, thirty seven women, and and a toddler. But um, and this guy was convicted for far fewer killings. But the story is, and his name is uh, his name is Louis van Scoer. And Louis was a, a former police officer who worked as a security guard. And what he used to do was he used to, um, kind of in the, in the early 90s, late 80s, 86 through to early 90s, he used to uh, track the alarms at businesses that they were, they were protecting. And then he would go out and he'd investigate the, the silent alarms. And every single time he went out to investigate the silent alarms, he'd shoot whoever he found on site. <laughs> Oh, no. So so yeah, yeah so he'd murder whoever he, he found on site, and he himself said that he'd shot over a hundred people. <gasps> um, yeah, uh, they believe they believe that he killed thirty nine people, um, which is why South Africa's most prolific serial killer. Um, but he was only convicted of seven killings and two attempted murders, and he was sent to jail for twenty years. And after twelve, he got out free in the early two thousands and two thousand four, and he's been living. In East London, a free man, a, a born again Christian. Apparently, he says. Amen, he's a, brother. Yeah, he says he's a new man. He's got a. He's got his fifth wife, and this this goes back to what we were talking about with the, with the, uh, the ladies being attracted to the serial killers is because, um, yeah, his fifth wife is is a is a f- former Cape Town lawyer who used to write to him when he was in was in prison. And what uh, is it about uh, the shit? I mean, you know the devil's door thing. You yeah. know the journalist fell in love with the young light who. Slacked a few oaks. Nice. And she left her husband and she's in love with him. Nice. There you go. There you know, you the, the fun Bredar oak. The yeah, yeah. He's got so. a girlfriend. Old Pistorius had a, had a new girlfriend really? while he was on trial. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know. That's what we got to do to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you can't, you can't <laughs> get ladies. I was, I was you see, my serial killer days, I was really hectic. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, I was just, I was eating <laughs> with a woman. <laughs> yeah, I was just clapping the oaks and the chicks were just yeah. coming. Sure. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so, so that's, uh, yeah, Louis van Scoer. And uh, and yeah, his uh, his girlfriend. The, the fact that disturbed me the most about the story is that his girlfriend, his now wife, uh, calls him Engel and Bucky. Which is a weird, you know, if you're going to call your serial killing, like most prolific serial killing husband anything, Engel is probably the wrong word. Yeah? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, so, he's, yeah so, so, so people of East London, like, like living in East London isn't bad enough. <laughs> 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 that was a hell of a fact. That was yeah. really, really good. Um, moving on, um, mine's a shortish fact, uh, mm. but it is... That actually Bonnie and Clyde were considered America's first serial killer couple. Okay. That is my fact. Um, I don't know all the details of Bonnie and Clyde, but The High Women is a hell of a... Is it a movie or a series? That was a TV series in which guys used to drive those big trucks in the 80s. And then they'd have oh. motorbikes on the back of the trucks. Wasn't that called it's The, the High, High Women? Women? But then there's a... Nah, movie. movie on Netflix. <laughs> I know. It's got Kevin Costner and the other dude. Woody Harrelson. Is Woody Harrelson Bonnie then? 
But the the thing is that, like, this doesn't spoil the fact or anything, but yesterday shoot the shit out of those two at the end. <laughs> yesterday. Is that your fact? They shot the <laughs> shit out of him. No. Uh, do, do you know a thing called Epic Rap Battles of History? Yeah. It's on YouTube. Yeah. So I, I have... I've seen quite a lot of them, but there's seven that I love, mm. and in and and um, I've got like a, a ranking list. Okay, but, but my like I like. Um, I mean, your, your your nerd rating is slowly climbing up, Brian. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. My um, William Wallace versus George Washington. That's a great epic rap battle. But my number one epic rap battle, it's extraordinarily brilliant, is Romeo and Juliet versus Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde, Clyde. and they brilliant. rap against each other. Fucking brilliant! But there you get a you get a, a real essence of the characters and uh, yeah, uh, that's a, from the rap battle. Yeah, and, <laughs> but because in High Women you don't get a sense of their characters. In fact, they they they're almost these phantoms who just appear. Oh, and it's and about the police, about the, police the, the, the law yeah. enforcement who are chasing yeah. them. Right, okay. Fucking shoot the shit out of these. Yeah, I mean you you must have seen the classic Bonnie and Clyde. Movie, I haven't, yeah. man. Faye Dunaway and yeah, and man. the chick that Madonna married. Warren Beg Beatty. The guy that Madonna. Is it Warren made. Beatty? Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Speaking of Warren Beatty, uh -huh. it's got nothing to do with serial killers. But the story goes when Cher went to Hollywood to look become an actress. She was like nineteen. Then she saw she's walking across and she saw Warren Beatty in the car and like she waved and he's like, Hey, do you wanna come back to my place? She's like, Okay, and hopped back. And then they went and had a tryst. Ha. Huh. Yeah, look, nice for some. And he yeah. wasn't even a serial killer, so no. Yeah. Uh, but and she, she was um, so it's like she wasn't even famous yet. But that sort of hey Hollywood, hey yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> wild there. Anyway, uh, so what your fact is that uh, they were the first. I don't think you would have brought this up as a fact if if they were in fact the first serial killing couple. Uh, yeah, because that was your fact, right? That they yeah. were they were the first ever, first uh, ever considered serial. America's first serial killer couple. I don't think you would have brought it up. If if that was the fact, because everybody's heard of Bonnie and Clyde, everybody knows they killed a bunch of people. I reckon there's a, a couple older than that. That's what I think. Well, bugger, you're right again, <laughs> yes! but for the wrong reason. But oh, I'll give it to you. Brutal. Well, Dietz will give it to you ultimately. He's the ultimate oh yeah yeah the point the, the points guy yeah. universe. But um, no, they just it's a trick trick fact trick fact because they're not considered serial killers. Right, okay. They were just criminals, man. You get in their way, then they're going to shoot you, but they're not. Uh, so serial killer as in a predatory kind of premeditated. So I thought the difference, I thought there was like mass murderers were people who killed a lot of people on, on one day. And then serial killers were people who killed over a series of times. So that's why I assumed that, that they would fit under that serial killing no, they were just um, robbing banks and funeral parlors, apparently. Yeah, and then just killing people <clears throat> as like a side... Yeah. So they're not really serial killers then, okay? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you are. There you Fasc are. Fascinating. You didn't fascinating. make it, Bonnie and Clyde. You All did right. get the shit shot shot out of you. <laughs> not funny. Jeez, did they pump them? My <laughs> word! It's in High Women. You get a sense of the pumping, yeah, and in yeah. the epic rap battle. No, but you get also also in the, the in the movie, in the classic movie, you do. And I've seen photos them, of that eh? car. It's uh, it's riddled with bullets. They went. They you went, know yeah. what about it? What about a dude? One in the head. Boom! Got him. Boom, got her. Have they ever heard of arresting people? Oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah. I mean, look, look the American police aren't big on an arrest without a shooting. <laughs> they love they love an old shooting. If they can shoot a, a, a potential suspect, they, they'll do it. But I, what, because they shot a lot of cops. So maybe that was the, let's, we're going to fucking finish these guys off yeah, properly. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think that hit 
on these two criminals. The the it's a bit fucking hectic. It's a bit police brutality. I think. <laughs> oh yes. No, no, no. Listen, that? I think I think any kind of a murder. Uh, you know, if the police go out and go over the board, uh, overboard and they end up killing people, that's police brutality, right? And it's just about whether it's justifiable police brutality. And listen, hey, it was Louisiana you know, you, rock and roll. And you also, yeah, you, you also knew that they were going to shoot back, right? Like they were definitely oh, yes, they'd, yes, they'd yes. shot at police before. They oh yes, okay. yeah. So, so gotta, I suppose they were. We've got to make sure this thing gets done. Yeah. Like that. Boom! Did I get him? I think I got him. <laughs> yeah. And then he's opening fire on you. Got it. Got yeah. it. It's all done. No, no, no. Bang, 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 bang. Finish yeah. your things. Load more. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that the, your second fact on a, on a serial killer podcast is not about serial killers. Though. <laughs> Congratulations, Ryan. Well done. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back to serial killers because, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not just going to bring it back to serial killers. I'm going to bring it back to one of the most famous names in serial killing, Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, there's a Jeffrey Dahmer once admitted, and this is my fact. Jeffrey Dahmer once admitted that he he doesn't eat people uh, with tattoos because the tattoos make them taste bad. Oh, my word. Oh, jeez. And I know very little about Jeffrey Dahmer, except that my son said, you've got to watch the movie, Dad. It's called Positively Evil and Sickingly Evil. Well, it's it's that's you know what like what the when the judge read his verdict, oh yeah, he said you were a, something evil and disturbingly. There's like four words, and that's the name of the movie. Okay, and okay. it stars the dude from High School Musical. Oh, nice. What Zach Efron? Zach, yeah, <laughs> really? Zach Jeffrey, I believe. Oh wow. So, but I know nothing about Jeffrey Dahmer except the name. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil. Okay, there you the name are. of the movie. My son said, you've got to watch that, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I would want to watch it. Mm. Like, he, um, you, you just hear the stories. He's, he's sort of next-level depraved, you know. He, um, so he became known for killing young men. Um, and, uh, and, and there were so many times when he could have been caught a lot earlier in his career, and then he wasn't because apparently he was quite a charming guy. So mm. he used to, you know, cops would show up at his door because the neighbors had complained about the rancid smell that was coming from from like his house and uh, and he would just charm them and say, oh, yeah, no, I've, I had some meat go off in the fridge, you know. Um, and then to, to the extent that- Was that the, the singer meatloaf? <laughs> <laughs> to the extent that there was a story um, that <clears throat> people had reported that a, like a naked 14-year-old boy was running away bleeding from, from the house and the police caught this 14-year-old boy and returned him to Jeffrey Dahmer uh, and Jeffrey Dahmer apparently told them. He said, "No, this is this is my my adult lover. You know, I'm so embarrassed. It's my adult lover, and uh, and he drinks a bit too much. Jeez. And uh, and the cops <clears throat> left him there, and then they they went away. But what had happened was, um, and this is, I mean, just disturbing. Uh, Dahmer had drilled a hole in his skull and injected his his head with hydrochloric acid, trying to make a sex zombie." And that's why the the kid was all confused and you know wasn't able to think properly, not because he was drunk, but because of that. And the cops left, and Dharma just immediately injected a second dose and killed him. So yeah, like you, you think about these, you know, the, the number of times that people could have could have stopped Jeffrey Dharma. And wow. but yeah, so so he he talked, <clears throat> he was known. He talked quite candidly about uh, about the things that he did and the stuff that he got up to. And uh, and yeah, apparently it's true. Apparently. I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say it's true. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna say it's true. Was I? Oh, Ted Bundy is the one of 
shockingly evil and, uh, and tempestuously s- silly. Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy landed up helping profilers later on in his life too. And it's kind of the, the apparently, allegedly, the Hannibal Lecter thing was kind of inspired by him because he landed up helping profilers. In fact, his profile of the Green River Killer was apparently more accurate than the FBI's profile. Wow. Yeah. So. Is that where they got the <clears throat> the idea for Silence of the Lambs from? Yeah, yeah, Of yeah, approaching yeah, a, a, yeah, a approaching killer a killer to try and, to try and catch a killer. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But so that's Ted Bundy. But yeah, Dharma was was next level. So I would have So I would have yeah. said yes, true that he would have said something as simple no, as that. I figured you. I figured you would. Yeah. Uh, that um, he doesn't like the taste of tattoos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sif oak. Sif oak. He used to. Is his flat was so full of bodies at one point. That he stored one in his bath um, for a number of weeks, but then he had one of those showers over the bath, so he used to take his shower, sort of standing over this dead body, washing his hair for a number of weeks with this corpse in his in his bathroom. My word! Yeah, yeah. Good bloody grief, man. Grim, grim. Well, I've got uh, a fascinating fact. It's not, I don't think it's as hectic as um, as good old uh, Jeffrey there, but. Um, there was a movie on uh, when I was with my with my dad called, um, and I remember just watching the the trailer, and then I fell asleep on the couch watching it with him. But it was called The Boston Strangler, and it was a oldies movie from made quite soon after the events, but forties and fifties uh, was was the actual events, and then the movie was about sixty something. But we. We watched it. It was a SABC Saturday Night thing. TV. Are all of your TV three, all of your man. facts based on TV shows that you've watched. I think Can so. we expect? There's this purple dinosaur rampaging, <laughs> rampaging through the village, uh, <laughs> allegedly loving all the children. <laughs> Horrifying. And him and Mother Goose with a <laughs> yeah. stick, they go around. And, There's uh, a monster that lives in the bin and eats nothing but cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, those are two separate <laughs> characters. So yeah, the the Boston Strangler uh, in, in the fifties did go around terrorizing the Boston district with and a knife. No, strangled, uh, late. Yeah, <laughs> strangled. Yeah. You see, the Boston Strangler is such a cool nickname. Really, the Boston. Str- yeah. In fact, I think they went and called their ice hockey team the Boston Stranglers. After. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if they'd called him like the flaccid cop killer or something. You know, like it would have been a lot cooler. And uh, he, he was also called the Silk Stocking Killer. Okay. Uh, because, you know, that's what he... You see all and these cool names. And it's 13 women that he killed. Uh, but my, my fact is that uh, the thing that, um, that connected all the victims was that... This is troubling. Is that they, they all knew him. That's my fact. They all knew the Boston Strangler. Oh. I have to tell you, one of the things that, that I... I you know, you hear so many stories about serial killers that you've got to start taking precautions when it comes to, to, to being the victim of a serial killer. Yes. And the first thing I did that was that was very successful so far is that I was born a male. Uh, yeah. Because the vast majority of serial killers don't actually prey on men. Except Jeffrey. Um, I can Jeffrey. What the fuck? I mean, no, there's, there's a few of them. But, you know, like a... That's, that's, a, that's a big step. But the other thing I do is I don't take out life insurance, Ryan. Ah. And I make sure that all of my partners... And everyone connected to me know that I don't have life insurance. <laughs> so they know, good. yeah, if I die, they will only get poorer. <laughs> now, now you see they're, in, good. Yeah, they're incentivized good. to keep me alive. No strychnine <laughs> in your tea. No, that's right. Exactly. 
You're incentivized to keep me alive because actually it's better for you if I'm going to my job and I'm doing my work and I'm coming home with a paycheck because there's no money for you once I'm gone. I think people, yeah, people misconsider this, you know. Yeah. Well, every day I get phone calls from companies that want to sell me funeral insurance. Like I'm not yeah. interested. No, I don't no, want. No, no, I don't no, want no. funeral insurance. I want my death. If anything, to cost money. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Like, uh, it must cost my loved ones money. They must Keep know. Keep them alive. There's, yeah, there's absolutely no benefit to killing me whatsoever. Yeah, my um, funeral's going to be uh, cucumber, salamis, egg mayonnaise at the most. Yeah. A few songs from my playlist. The DJ of the disco afterwards. Open, mean, pa- open bar. <laughs> cash bar. Uh, open bar up to two grand. And then cash bar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My, my, my funeral is going to be... Um, it's going to be uh, flowers, poems, m- photographs, um, you know, eulogies from my loved ones, necrophilia, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, songs by Avril Lavigne. Um, no, I know. That's don't worry. Nice. That's, I know. I know. It's disgusting. <laughs> the songs by songs Avril Lavigne. Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> but par- park the necrophilia. Park that for later in the album. There's a fucking thing. Oh, was it? Oh, so Boston Strangler. Yes. So that was my fact. Okay. The thing that connected all the victims. They all knew him. They all knew him. I feel like you, you, you don't shit on your own doorstep. You know, <laughs> like if you, if you're gonna be a serial killer, that's amateur hour. You don't kill the people you know. Firstly, who are you going to have a beer with if you just... Listen, have you noticed how Larry, every week he goes out, whoever he goes for a beer with, they <laughs> they vanish. <laughs> Nobody knows what happens to them. They turn up in a barrel at the bottom of a ravine somewhere. You know, I mean, that you you really are cutting into your social life quite hectically. It's like a mate, my mate I work with, Pierre. He's like, uh, his wife yes. fell pregnant and then two other ladies in our office fell pregnant. Well. Uh-huh. So then I was like, Pierre... They've been working too closely with Pierre. It was, it was, it was very funny. I, I, or, is it, or was it funny? <laughs> I mean, not now. <laughs> not now. But at the time, I'm sure it was hilarious, yeah. Um, yeah, why not? Let's say, yeah, sure. They all knew the Boston Strangler. Or at I, least were connected to him in some way, I reckon. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to say that you're wrong for no. this, but it's tricky. You know, you okay. could maybe overrule, but but no, I, I, the, that was not the fact that connected him. Not that um, they all knew him, but the fact is that there was never a forced entry. Oh. Yeah. So he would uh, pretend to be a plumber or some shit like that. I, uh, I or a repair I person or I think he said, I think he said um, yeah, this triggers a memory. Because I, th- I think he said that he would never go into an unlocked door because he felt un- uninvited. So yeah. if the door was unlocked... He would go in because yeah. he felt like he was invited then, which is really like, yeah. lock your doors. <laughs> you know, like everyone lock your doors. And you watch those plumbers. You watch those plumbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The plumbers aren't as sexy as the internet would make you think. <laughs> when they bend over the plumbers crack, that's there to draw you. <laughs> yeah, do Don't you look you at in? it. It's yeah. there to draw <laughs> Lure you in. They aren't just there to unclog your drain. <laughs> the internet, because that's a thing. The internet has made us believe that. That that plumbers are sexy, you know. That they'll, that you don't have to pay them, yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah. uh, but this is teaching us otherwise. Clowns, on the other hand, got a totally raw deal. Also from serial killers. From was it John Wayne Gacy who was who was a clown, a children's entertainer's clown. No, I didn't know about yeah. that. Is, is that where maybe Stephen King got the idea from? Probably, yeah, uh, yeah. My probably. word. So so, you know, that's a. That's a total other leap in the dark, I guess. But uh, yeah, so clowns have never recovered from John Wayne Gacy. Meanwhile, plumbers, 
Clearly, yeah. the Boston Strangler didn't do them lifelong, uh, lifelong no, damage. No, I bet chicks dig plumbers, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's because they know how to lay pipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. I'm deeply, deeply sorry for that. I, uh, I'm, yeah, I shouldn't have shouldn't have mentioned that. But uh, on the on the subject of uh, John Wayne Gacy, I'm going to leap to my next fact because have you heard of the Wayne theory? No. So the Wayne theory says that there is a disproportionate number of men. Uh, with the middle name Wayne, who are killers. Oh my! And that's word. that's my fact that there are in oh, fact a shame. disproportionate number of 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 killers have the middle name Wayne. Ah, oh, shame! Mm. What a weird fact. Yeah. The Wayne theory. Yeah, it's called the Wayne theory. Yeah. It can't possibly be true. <laughs> it can't possibly be true. All right, let me give you. Let I'm going to say more, I'm, I'm going to give you I'm, some more facts. You I'm can. Gonna... I'll I'll park my okay. answer as now you're talking cat. Okay. Oh, all right. But let me let me give you let me give you some uh, some extra facts. So, news of the weird, because this is this first became a thing in the '90s. The Wayne theory that that so many killers had the middle name Wayne, um, and news of the weird went out, and since 1996, have been tracking convictions of killers with the middle name Wayne. And to date, they've got 223 names mm-hmm. of guys who are killers. Uh, and as I say, uh, including, uh, obviously, John Wayne Gacy and then Elmer Wayne uh, Henley, who were both very famous serial killers. So, yeah, wow. as of, yeah so 223 of them uh, wow. so far since 1996. Good grief. Is it true? So I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, no, it can't possibly be true. Disproportionately large amounts of killers with the name Wayne in there. I'm like, no, no, you know. Okay, so as it turns out, um, the Wayne theory is a real thing. It's yeah. a, this belief that that having the middle name Wayne makes you disproportionately more likely to be a serial killer. But on examination, mm-hmm. so so <laughs> because of the Wayne theory, mm-hmm. a couple of. Uh, Websites dedicated to names and to the history of names and stuff have done censuses, and they found that uh, 0.82% of all American males have the middle name Wayne. Um, right? So point, point eight, yeah. Hey? So it's quite a high percentage, yeah, uh, because apparently it's quite popular in the South. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's 223 now, and then they worked it out out of 47,000 killers, people who have been convicted of killing uh, since 1996. Which makes it a 041 percent of of people who are killers have the middle name Wayne. So in fact, what should be a 0.82 percent is in fact half. Good so so having the middle name Wayne means you're actually less likely to be oh. <laughs> to be a killer, yeah, to be a killer than than. But but yeah, they, you know, it's such a big deal because um, in the South of America, they've got apparently culturally mm. they have fewer names that they use. So there'll be a lot of people in a specific area with the same name. Mm-hmm. So they tend to use the full name. So then they'll say John Wayne Gacy, for example. And they'll use the whole, so you notice the Wayne. And mm. because of John Wayne Gacy being so famous, that name Wayne does pop when you see it on stories. There was a woman in Texas who started collecting Waynes just in her in her part of the city that were getting convicted for killing. And in a, in a six-month like, uh, time, she found 20 names. Just in just in six months, from her her area alone. So it's possible that this this two hundred and twenty three isn't a complete list, and that Waynes are, are dangerous people. People with Wayne as a middle name are dangerous I people. Think, but 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 a, at the moment, the stats seem to say that no, they're no more dangerous than, than anyone else. I think it might be true. I'll tell you why. Because their their mothers 
calling them wang, <laughs> and, and as a kid, it just drives them <laughs> crazy. And I wish that's grandpa's killers. The shoots at wang, wang, wang. coming for your spaghetti, wang. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, so the Wayne yeah. theory. So man. the Wayne theory is, as as it stands, it appears to not be true. But there, there is literally, you can go, uh, News of the Weird, there is a list there of all of the uh, convicted killers in America with yeah. the name Wayne. Because of that whole South thing, I mean, um, in one of Gladwell's books, when he talks, he just breaks down America, immigration to America from Europe. Mm. And yes, many, many countries send immigrants, many, many. And we know about Irish people and, and uh, you know, Eastern Europeans and Jewish people and Italians and stuff. But he says, like, really, the big waves of, of U.S. immigration was all England. And there was four of them. And he's starting with the Puritans and the Quakers in Delaware and Puritans in Massachusetts. So he's like, it's actually very all England. And it's all like, you know, working class kind of England was the major. It's still the sent the kind of, you know, core of of uh, immigration. U- U.S. immigration. So maybe that name Wayne and man, and then maybe the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. You know, when you think about the name Wayne, you really it kind of comes up mainly for Canadians, I suppose, yeah. other than as the middle name of killers. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, British you know, people. Well, there's Wayne Rooney and stuff, so I suppose it is. But there's a lot of yeah. South African knows. Hey, Wayne, how's it, bro? Really? Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Seth, Seth is there. Yeah. And we called Wayne. Right. I know, I'm from Ranford. I know, I know th- I'm quite frequently accidentally called Wayne, <laughs> which is sort of annoying. <laughs> Because that it automatically conjures me back to Wayne's world, you know, like <laughs> Myers. Anyway, but yeah, so apparently the Wayne theory, as as lovely as it sounds, not true. Very sad. Very, wow. very sad, yeah. Well, uh, you know I said we must park necrophilia. Well, it's time <laughs> to bring it to the surface. <laughs> it's necrophilia time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, can we have a deets? Can we get some, some spinning lights, some, some fireworks? <laughs> it's the necrophilia hour with Ryan Whittle. Oh, you know that terrible joke. Should I tell it? Yeah, no, tell just, it. No, tell just, it. It's awful. It's like, uh, what is the definition of a necrophiliac? Uh-huh. Someone who likes to crack open a cold one. You know, that's... <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. folks. PG, T's and C's apply. Yeah. No, we, I mean, we did warn. It's, we it, did. It was, a trigger, no, it was a trigger warning. No, but this is... This is um, another movie that I watched. <laughs> because, but this is significant. It's close to my heart. Sort of, because my my mother well, necrophilia is close to your heart. No, no, Hang no, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, okay, all right. My mother told me that uh, uh, your dad took me to see this movie uh-huh. in uh, the bioscope in Frenachen, and I was so petrified. It was horrible. I, I cr- I oh, your dad was a player, because that's uh, that's apparently the big first date oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So the movie was called Ten Rillington Place. Okay. Yeah, it was also like a sixties movie and. Um, uh, so my fact is that this oak in 10 Rillington Place, he, he, which is in Notting Hill. Oh, so he was, a, he was an, an English serial killer. Yes. In the, in the, in the 40s, late 40s. And he, he killed eight um, people, uh, women, uh, maybe a child as well. There was uh, definite indications of necrophilia. He stored some of the people in... Um, in his uh, in the boards, but in his house, like between the thing and the one under the boards of his house, and there's like a I don't know some some little section between the so it seemed like a small little flat thing. That's what the movie showed. Mm. The kitchen, like you rip back the kitchen wooden boards, and there's three bodies there and one there, and, and um, yeah, and he was eventually hanged 
for his crimes in 1950. What was his name? Chap from, I think it's John Christie, 10 Rillington Place killer. And the movie, the book was then called 10 Rillington Place. All true, all factual. Oh, excellent. And, um, and then the movie was called 10 Rillington Place. And it's, yeah, it's, it's in London. It's in Notting Hill. John okay. Christie was the chap's name. Eight women. Um, and he would also, um, there was indication that he had a bit of a go. I get the sense, right, that if you got caught as a serial killer back in the day, you were a bit cuck. You were a bit shit at it. Because you were, you were putting the bodies in the walls of your flat. Because, you know, they didn't have forensics, right? They didn't have the, these kind of modern technologies. They couldn't check your DNA on a, on a murdered victim. So, so you must have been a bit, you know, a bit slack. Yeah, a bit stupid, but like not good at your job. And I'm sure there's thousands of serial killers that existed throughout time that have gotten away with you know millions of murders simply because of the of the lack of DNA. And then I and then I think about these things that now, you know, they're doing all these cold cases where they're <sighs> going back and they're kind of looking at the DNA of yeah. cases from before there was forensics. And, yeah. kind of like, and they're catching guys, or at least they they're finding out who the killers were from murders 70, 80, 90 mm. years. <clears throat> and then I think to myself, isn't that weird? Like that they have DNA samples from back then, you know, like that they, that, that like the police constable, not knowing what forensics was, not knowing the value of keeping, you know, was, was walking into a murder scene, seeing sperm all over the walls <laughs> and telling his mouth, bag it, boys, and <laughs> put it on a shelf in my office. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit strange. Why were they keeping all of that stuff? Because I, I can imagine when it's like blood on a, on a lapel or something. Yeah. It's just because you've kept the jacket. But quite often they they're keeping everything, you know. Yeah, no one's asking why have you got a thing yeah, yeah. Of why, why have you got a cupboard full of sperm, <laughs> Captain? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my word! Yeah, but anyway, so 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 this guy, you know, the, as you were telling that story, I was like, what an amateur! Why are you? Why are you? You know, like my first thought is, how would I have gotten away with this? And I suppose maybe he he didn't have a way to to get rid of the body easily in central London. Yeah. But you know, putting them in the wall of your house seems to be asking for trouble, doesn't it? I think so. Or maybe he wanted them around so he could open, you know, like every every Christmas, like a like a like an advent calendar. <laughs> he could he could open a section of his house and 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 enjoy the prize within. I think it's a sign that you know, inner London's getting too congested because serial killers have nowhere to put the bodies anymore. <laughs> yeah. They have to put yeah. them in the walls yeah. of a. Yeah, graves are eight layers deep and serial killers have nowhere to put the bodies but in the unhygienic spaces between their kitchen walls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, although maybe, as you say, there's necrophilia involved, so perhaps he was keeping them as some sort of like... Because uh, this was also, this was pre-inflatable women, you know? It was pre, oh, yeah. pre-blow-up dolls. Yeah, maybe, was it? That's a fact. <laughs> when did they first come out? Hey. Eh? <laughs> or come in. Yeah. Oh my word. So yeah, that's uh, the ten okay. Rillington Place facts. Okay, oh so, so is the movie true? It was hanged. The, these movies are these movies are very seldom a hundred percent true. So you're saying that the oh it's all true. Yeah. I would say I would say the movie was a a, a dramatized version of the story. <clears throat> really? Yeah. So the fact's not true then? So the fact yeah, it can't be a hundred percent true. All right. Well, 
bugger, you're right. But I, I try to catch you. I said he was hanged for his crimes in 1950. Oh, I see. Here's the tragedy. He he wasn't. One of the husbands was was hanged incorrectly for the death of his wife and oh, the kid. So this guy killed the wife and the kid, and and the husband was on trial. And this guy, John Christie, was a witness for the prosecution. And uh, they sentenced him to to hanging. Um, and uh, then much later on, but after John Christie was, you know, died, you know, dead by hanging and, you know, received a pardon. Sorry, the, uh, oh, so, well, hang on, hang on. Then hang he was on, caught. Oh, so, so long after the guy had already wrong, been killed. Yeah, long after the husband yeah. had been killed. But yeah, he, uh, so he was eventually caught um, and... Uh, yeah, I think the way he tricked the one the one woman was he said he'd help her with an abortion and he put her out and then he and then he killed her and oh, oh, nasty, yeah yeah no nasty, none, none of these grisly details but, but this is this opens up that whole conversation around the value of the death penalty you know? I know like, because you know a lot of a lot of South Africans I know we're in a position at the moment where crime is you know some people feel it's out of control and only way to control these sorts of things is stronger stricter sentences like the death penalty and then. You know, you hear these sorts of stories where in in countries with functional legal systems, the wrong person was put to death. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know. I, I, uh, uh, certainly for me, it's not worth it. I'm leaning. I, I used to be, you know, a bit uh, like, and it came from my conservative views that, you know, come on, bad people, eye for an eye. They don't get better. They've done such heinous things. But actually, I'm now more of uh, a sign of, of a most sophisticated civilized place is the way you treat your you know your mm, enemies if you want to call them that yeah. philosophically and it's like uh you, we've got to be better than them and we've got to show dignity just because they're human even though they did heinous things uh because it uh, you just can't be like them I think that's I think that's part of it. Uh, you know, like nobody wants to by by sanctioning your government to kill on your behalf, you mm. kind of indirectly become a killer yourself. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. But I think for me, the the stronger part of it is this kind of injustice of of executing. You know, firstly, we we definitely imprison the wrong person a lot. But you know, you imprison a wrong person, there's there's a way back. Yeah. You know, after a couple of years, you get to say, ah, oh, we made a terrible mistake, and we're going to let you go, and it was awful for you. But it's not the end of the world. When mm. you when you execute someone, that's it. That's the that's the end. That's you. There's no way back. You can pardon a person after they're dead, but they went to that gallows, you know. And where I'm torn is is, is I, I believe some personality types can't change. Uh, there there there's no remorse and there's no redemption. Uh, but even so, the humanity inside them is worth some sort of dignity. Uh, and that's where I I just I'm just uh, at some weird kind of you know rational peace that that's my stance there's a there's a very famous serial killer kemper who who he helped uh legal enforcement since to catch other serial killers and things and what he did was he murdered a, a lot of women and then he eventually he ended his murder spree by killing his his extremely abusive mother and then what he did was he, he turned himself in he contacted the police and he said i did it i did all of this i did this they arrested him. He then purposefully gave them all this information wow. about his killings before he called a lawyer because he was like, I don't want later to want to back out, to be able to back out. I need you to lock me away. I'm a, I'm a bad person. Like, sure. I need you to, yeah, I need you to send me to jail. 
He went to jail. Subsequently, he's been uh, allowed to go on parole, but he he skips his parole hearings. He just doesn't turn up for them uh, because he's like, I will kill again. Like, you need to keep me in jail. Wow. Like, it's not, yeah, it's not, yeah so, so on some level, Gee, he knows that he's, yeah, he's like a bad person. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. So there is there is an element of that, I yes. suppose. Um, wow. At the moment, you know, I've spoken quite a bit about uh, about Moses Sitoli, you know, because the the ABC killer, um, and he's he was sentenced to jail for you know thousands of years, so he's never going to get out. We're going to pay. We as the South African public are going to pay for this guy to live in CMAX until until he dies of old age. It's just a it's an expense that we mm-hmm. that we have. Um, and we know he did it. You know, he admitted to to many of the killings. He um, this one, and, and and I actually don't know much about him. Is it KZN? Uh, was no, it no, no. Spree? So, so no. So he was. He's called the ABC killer because he he killed in uh, Attridgeville in Pretoria, oh. in Blackpan, and in Cleveland. Good lord! So, so yeah, he claims that he didn't do most of the killings in Cleveland. Cleveland is that in the south of Joburg? Where's Cleveland? Close to the city. Close yeah, to Joburg city. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I actually, don't and what era up, was I, this? So this was the nineties, two thousands. Good grief! Yeah, good. So, yeah, and grief. so, so as I say, he's the one that they 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 know he killed thirty eight people. At least. But he says he didn't kill the people in Cleveland. He's admitted he killed the. So and and in fact, the um, the profiler for the case said that um, they believed that there were two two killers operating there. Oh, and that it's it's possible that uh, that he killed only some of the people in Cleveland, and others were killed by this other. This other killer, but yeah, so but but yeah, so he's now he's now in jail. There's no parole for him. He's gonna he's gonna spend the rest of his life there, and we're gonna pay for it. And there's there's kind of an argument there, I suppose, when you know, when you say, mm, well, in a country that that is so stretched for its resources and, mm. and all these kind of things, and we know he did it, and he admitted he did it, and he, mm. Mm. you know. Uh, but yeah, as you say, the only thing keeping keeping you back, as you say, no, morally mm. as a country, we've we've reprehensibly put a lot of people to death for things, you know traitorous activities against against the apartheid regime mm. you know reasons that they should never have been put to death for and uh and no more of that you know yeah <laughs> like, uh, yeah don't know why it's so almost settled in my soul i don't know why because i was i mean even up to maybe three years ago i was pro death penalty now i'm not, but maybe that movie Shepherds and maybe, Butchers maybe, maybe has also, something to do with it yeah, as well. And maybe you're maybe you're happy now, Ryan. There's <laughs> <laughs> much hate in your heart for your fellow man. <laughs> that's, quite that's right, I must say, quite right, very good. <laughs> quite right, very good. Yeah, um, which brings me to my final fact before the multiple choice fact, right? And it's also uh, you mentioned ABC. Mine Hang is. On, uh, where were we? Where, didn't you just do your? Oh, did your I fact? say yes or no? No, didn't you? I think you just did your fact about. Uh, oh, Moses Etole. No, no, we were talking about the death penalty. You brought up the fact that uh, Curtis was was accidentally murdered. So it's me. It's my oh, turn. Oh, you were just talking ABC. Yeah, yeah we oh, just happened right. to be. We just happened to be. Yeah, we just connected on that on a on a loose basis. So I, I, the reason why is because I thought to myself, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for me to talk about the Yorkshire Ripper, uh, Peter Sutcliffe, who um, he the murdered f- a bunch of yeah, so he murdered a bunch of women and. Um, and my fact is that um, he was arrested. They thought that he was a prime suspect. Uh, they interviewed him, and then they let him go because his accent didn't match the accent of the Yorkshire Ripper who was phoning in and taunting the police. My word. And that it turned out the person, the Yorkshire Ripper who was phoning in and taunting the police was a hoaxer. Good grief. 
and that that hoaxer enabled the Yorkshire Ripper to go on to kill three more women. So that's my fact. Good grief, man. Yeah. And what, what era was the Yorkshire Ripper? 1970s, I think. Okay. Yeah. So like, you know, a good 70 years after. Yeah, I think he was caught in like 1981. So, you know, you're talking the, the late okay. 70s. Yeah. Women as well, and yeah, my word. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I don't know anything about that case, but what a crazy fact! What a crazy, crazy fact! Would they have been that odd? He doesn't sound like the guy on the phone. We're about to let him go then. <laughs> so I don't really know Yorkshire. Yeah. Isn't it a Geordie accent? No, no. no Yorkshire it, is the, is the full Yorkshireman, and I can't really okay. do it. But it's that. Like, Oh, you were lucky. <laughs> luxury. 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 Yeah, luxury. Isn't Postman Pat from Yorkshire? <laughs> there you are. Hey, Postman, oh, get out of the way, sheep. Come on, out the way. Out you go. <laughs> the Cheerio, way. Pat. Cheerio. Nice to see you, Pat. Did you bring some post? No, I don't. No, just come for a cup of tea. For a man who says he can't do a Yorkshire accent, or doesn't that, that just, just right there, right? I love Postman Pat. <laughs> I love it, it's such a pretty show because this little van is driving up and down the little hills and dales and valleys of Lovely yeah. Yorkshire. Yeah. Apparently, it's very pretty. Right. I mean, uh, have you been to Yorkshire? No, but isn't Yorkshire all mining country? It's all it's, it's all coal area. mining country. Yeah, it's an area. Yeah, it's quite a big area. <laughs> so it's a it's a whole it's a whole county. Yeah. I'm, but anyway, yeah. So, so Yorkshire was, Ripper. Yeah, I'm going to now. That I'm being I'm being Ringo Starr. That's Liverpool. <laughs> yes, that's I'm right. I'm the Yorkshire Ripper. I'm going to go kill another lady and deliver her a nice piece of parcel. Hello, it's the Yorkshire Ripper coming. There he is. Um, yeah, it's the, oh, it's the Yorkshire Ripper. He let me in your house. I got, I got a package. For, come on, puss. <laughs> Let's go. Give her the knife. All right. Um, <laughs> I will never watch Postman Pat again with the same. Then again, if I'm watching Postman Pat, things have gone horribly wrong in my life. And I probably wouldn't be watching it with the same eye anyway. I loved him. Yeah. And uh, I would say. That the the Oxford police are smarter than that, so that's a load of bollocks, if you ask me. Would you? Would mm. you? It's a load of bollocks. There's no way that let that guy go. They knew him. <laughs> Don't say no. He doesn't sound like the guy on the phone. <laughs> He's our guy. I mean, very good, right? Very good. Um, it's actually true. Oh my Absolutely God! The guy, the, yeah, the guy on the phone was doing a Geordie accent, and uh, and the Yorkshire Ripper Peter Sutcliffe had a Yorkshire accent. And they, they, they questioned him. They thought they had their guy. Then he came in and he spoke. And they were like, no, we don't have our guy. They let him go. And uh, and the hoaxer. It doesn't was, sound like the guy on the phone. Yeah, the, the hoaxer was eventually caught. His name is John Humble. And he was sentenced to eight years in 2006 only. So sort of 25 years after after the Yorkshire was finally caught. Uh, John Humble, the hoaxer, who had in oh fact what an asshole, yeah, had in fact caused the situation where they released the Yorkshire Ripper, and he did go on to kill three more women after that. Um, Is there some kind of obstruction of justice and a culpable so, homicide? So that's, that's and... yeah. So that's why he's he was sentenced to eight years in two thousand six for that, oh, because okay. it was yeah, it wasn't that he was responsible for the murders. You can't say he was responsible for the murders, you know, he no. because he didn't do the killings. No, you know, but oh, uh, but you you can certainly say that he he. What he did hampered an investigation and and had dire consequences. So yeah, there you go. John Humble was his name, and he also just like serial killers, 
Dun, da, da, da. John Humble, if you're listening, you, sir, are an asshole. Yes, very much so. <laughs> you are an asshole. Even with your accent, you're an asshole. <laughs> oh, he's got a Geordie accent. Geordie. That was, that was the whole thing, yeah. Geordie's like those people. What you know? What's that term? The term if you kiss a, on Geordie Shore when they kiss each other. It was having it. was having it. What was it? It's a word. He's having it. There's a word for it, man. It was having a, It's not snog. It's like, oh, I was having a snog, but it's another, it's another kind of Geordie word. <laughs> Yeah, but jo- Geordie's got that like hint of. Not that I watch Geordie Shaw much. <laughs> is Geordie Shaw still a thing, Ryan? I don't know. I don't think it is. It's fine. I think you get off. I, I mean, sorry, you get off whenever you watch Geordie Shaw. Kissing Shore. on Geordie Shaw is. I'll find out what that word is. It's it's a phrase. It's a thing. Now, if you know, leave it in the comments. Do <laughs> leave it in the comments so Ryan doesn't have to do his own research. Right. It's my it's my fifth and final fact. Uh, you mentioned Moses Atula ABC mm, murders mm, mm. Uh, because of places with ABC, but it's actually the ABC murders was originally based on a Scotland Yard uh, crime, a spate of murders in Britain. And uh, Strews Bob, they only figured out that could be linked by one killer if by looking at the victims' names, AA, uh, BB, CC, and it even got up to a DD. So some, some psycho was... Uh, so like Alistair Andrews, the, yes, you know Bob Berkeley, like, yes, yeah, yeah. Charles yeah. Shippington, yeah. yeah, yeah, and Dale Dinkins. So there, there was an ABC killer in Scotland yeah. as well, yes, is yes, what yes. you're saying? In Scotland, Scotland Yard. So that's not. Oh, Scotland. so so yeah. So it's in England, Britain, England, in Britain. Yeah, yeah there was. Yes. A, that's the original. Uh, was names not, not places like Moses at all, but uh, yeah, ABC murders. The what what became known as. The ABC murders. Another cool name. I mean, they got it pretty quick, you know. I mean, if somebody's like, oh, A-A-B-B-C-C, and you're like, oh, the next one's got to be a DD, let's warn all the David Duchovny's out there. <laughs> 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 no, I'm David Duchovny. You know, and E.E. E. Cummins is going, Fuck, am I next? But it's E.E. <laughs> yeah. Please not And I'm me. a C. I'm a C. I'm a C. <laughs> but there's an E in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So, so ah, I don't know. That just sounds too contrived, doesn't it? Sounds like I mean I, that could be true I suppose it, it could but it it sounds contrived like if I'm gonna go out and kill people it's not gonna be based on something you know something that arbitrary so it seems a bit much yeah no lies Liverpool supporters yeah <laughs> you so you think that's a lie I think I think I think, I think Ryan you 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 filled the serial podcast you you looked at serial killers and you thought you'd do a crime of your own and you filled it with lies. That's what I think has happened here. You're doing well this episode. You're doing very <laughs> well. You're doing very well. Um, it is a it is a lie, and when you said contrivance, it is a fantastic contrivance because, as you know, it's a, as you might know, it's an Agatha Christie book. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, the ABC. I did, I did, I and, and then Hercule Poirot said, "Wait, what is the initials of the first victim? Arthur Andrews. What is the initials of the second victim?" You must notify all the people with the letter D in their name in the whole of the Yorkshire area. If only Hercule Poirot <laughs> could work it out that fast. <laughs> There's no one else like would have gotten that. Yeah. And apparently it's a much celebrated book. I listened to the audio book and uh, it didn't do it for me as much as her classics like Orient Express or Death on the Nile or Murder on the Links or Murder in Mesopotamia. But the ABC murders, it was different. It was a serial killer. First time 
Auntie Agatha tackled a serial killer. Oh, really? Is that oh. okay? There you are. So that's how you tie it in with this. Yes. Um. And I, I would. I wonder what um, Kenneth Branagh's going to do next because he's done Murder on the Orient. You know, right. he went. He did yeah, the yeah, Shakespeare yeah. thing. Yeah. Now he's going Agatha Christie, and he did lovely Murder on the Orient Express. Johnny was in that, <laughs> and Johnny got the. I don't want to spoil the plot. Um. And then he did Death on the Nile. It was. I. I, I preferred Orient Express as a book. To Death okay. on the Nile. Death on the Nile was a hell of a movie. Oh, really? Okay. Art very much worth it. Oh, those. all right. I'm, I'm going to look into it. I'll see if and I can... I can see them turning this into a great movie, the ABC Murders. Yeah, I can is, see. Is, so it's the next one? I don't know what Kenneth's going to be up to. <laughs> okay. All right. Um... Kenneth's great. He must go down <laughs> as one of the great film oaks of all time ever. He's up there with Tom. But on the other side of the Atlantic. Yeah, and he creates a lot of serials, which almost fits in with this whole, <laughs> whole theme. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with your your writer's theme for the for, for my final fact. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with a, a writerly theme. Um, and mine is that uh, more than one journalist has become a serial killer and been caught because they of their coverage of the killings. <laughs> More than one. <laughs> More than one journalist has. Oh, that uh, is wicked. Yeah, yeah. Has has so become I'm, a serial killer. I'm covering the story and yeah, I'm yeah. writing about it and I'm writing that's about right, it. Who is right. it? Who is it? Who is it? Cause, 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 It's you, you fucker. You're the one who's yeah. been writing about it. It's it's sort of a, a reverse Peter Parker, if you will, because <laughs> Peter Parker <laughs> obviously takes photos of Spider Man, <laughs> but but he never gets caught. Um, but these these guys, yeah, were allegedly caught because of their coverage. My uh, bloody sorry, word. and I say allegedly because I'm the one alleging this. Well, um, uh, yeah, I, I hear you, and it's um, uh, you know part of why they do it is to get notoriety and fame, and uh, there's nothing quite like creating hype uh, well, than, than a journalist. Are, yeah, I mean, you, know? you certainly are creating a whole backstory to to my facts, but my fact is just that more than one journalist has has gone on to be a serial killer and then was caught because of their coverage of the of the stories. Yes, I'd say. I'd say it's true. I'd say it's true. It's mm-hmm. true. All right. It is, in fact, true. Wow. Uh, yeah. Hell of a fact. Yeah. So in Macedonia, a journalist by the name of Vlado Taneski was caught because uh, he was an actual serial killer. Uh, so he wasn't doing it for, for glory or for fame or for anything else. He was just the, – the, the woman he was killing knew his kind of abusive mother, and he started killing them just after his mother died. <laughs> and he was yeah he was torturing them and things to death and then he, and then he was covering the stories and he got caught because in the one story he mentioned that the woman had been tied up with a phone cable and the cops had never released that <laughs> that particular <laughs> fact yeah so yeah wow so he, yeah. What a, that'll make a movie eh yeah yeah so, so he killed he killed three women um, uh, so not a particularly successful guy before he gave himself away but that was in Macedonia and then um, in Brazil. This is now. This is a story. This is a hell of a story. A guy by the name of Wallace Souza. He was a very famous television presenter and and politician, and he was in fact an elected member of the Legislative Assembly of Amazonas. Holy and he had a very Holy. famous, controversial TV program called uh, Canal Livre. Jeez. And um, he was he was charged with hiring hitmen to kill people. Uh, on his behalf, the police believe he killed one of those people himself, 
and they caught him because he was always first on the scene and he was always, you know, he had the most coverage about it and he had the most like everything else. And they, they charged him and he unfortunately died before he could be, he could be sentenced. But his son was ultimately sentenced in, in the killings because he was one of the hitmen. Good. So he was ultimately, grief. yeah. So, so that's two journalists, one with a, right. a TV show. Shit, we've got nothing for tomorrow's episode. <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry, Papa. <laughs> Look at him, man, he's dead. <laughs> I mean, it's that is Italian. the worst Brazilian that accent. That was more Italian. I apologize to the Brazilians. He's dead. There's a crime everywhere. Oh, no. What do we do for tomorrow? Don't worry, Papa. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's, uh, that, that's two hell. journalists. Who, Good uh, bloody yeah. grief, and, and to man. And to be fair, one of them was a real serial killer. I bet like if the serial killer convention you mm. know that macedonian guy everyone's like oh, hard, hard breaks man you know you were just trying to do your job you accidentally oh, let something slip rough one in the know? top 10 he gets an honorary mention <laughs> doesn't yeah. even make it into the top 10 no he three yeah he didn't even really like i mean what is know, three that's is, the same as is, daisy but this, yeah, but this is that we know of yeah but this is what i mean about being about being flippant about the the, the victims know. you know like it's uh three's a lot of people that's three families that uh yeah that that unfortunately got devastated by this thing. Where we've got load shedding coming up. Yes. <laughs> Recording this thing in in South Africa, load shedding. We've got like. Um, well, I got my multiple choice one. Go ready. for it. Ready, boom. Let's lash out your multiple Jack choice. Jack the Ripper. Let's end with him. Shame. Jack the Ripper. It all happened in a place called Whitechapel. It did indeed. Yeah. Yeah, Whitechapel. Anyway, and of the five, what they call canonical victims, that those are the five they know of. Uh, all prostitutes. Um, and uh, the other, add them, they all add up to about 10, maybe 13. They're prostitutes. Really? They, they, they're not extras? sure. I didn't know yeah. they were extras. I th- no, I there's were, more yeah. others linked, but uh, there's the five canonicals. But um, my multiple choice is... Um, the five canonicals implies there's like, there's like people doing fan fiction and adding in victims that aren't <laughs> canon. They aren't, they aren't part of the main story. Anyway, <laughs> They're not scripture. Yeah, no, fine. Okay, um, sorry. Let's see. We know we've got about five minutes. So, social context, very sad in that part of the England at that time, very poor. Working class, a lot of immigration. How many brothels were in Whitechapel at the time? Was it uh, two, 12, um, 42, or 62? <laughs> I mean, you, you're yeah. basically just they, asking they me to pick a number. This has become the lottery, essentially. Yeah, yeah. two, I twelve, mean, forty-two, sixty-two. I think it would be very interesting if it was two, because, and I think that's the number I'm going to go with. Because I would imagine that the the concept of a brothel in in this very poor area was perhaps uh, a bit much, because these these women weren't being killed because they were in a safe house; they were being killed because they were out on the street. So I'm thinking there were very few safe houses for prostitutes to have kind of visitations with their their, their customers. And I think that's what led to, to the kind of ripe scenario where a Jack the Ripper could, could operate. And I'm going to go with two. All right. Uh, the answer, ladies and gentlemen, is there were 62 brothels in Whitechapel in 1888. Place to be on a Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, straight after the footy. <laughs> well, was there footy? I don't Sounds think there was. I don't think there was. A bit of cricket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, footy, footy basically is just one of the services the prostitutes offer. <laughs> Shame. But there are a lot. They also think, so 62 brothels, about 1,200 Prostitutes were working in Whitechapel. I'm not talking. Yeah, yeah Whitechapel's small. Yeah, it's one one suburb. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And congratulations, you had me. 
you had me completely fooled. I uh, I decided to end this podcast with a bit of a different focus because you know when you because of this focus on the killers and on on the murderers and the making kind of celebrities of these of these rampant assholes, uh, flaccid dick, D- yeah, yeah. knobheads, knobheads, yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought it would be nice to actually flip the thing and look at uh, the people who who are known for criminal profiling, who actually, uh, actually quite a lot, they contribute to a lot of these sort of cases and quite often help uh, in catching people. You know, um, a lot of the the big name guys were caught because of criminal profiling, Ted Bundy being being one of them. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you four names, one of whom is not a criminal, a famous criminal profiler. Okay. Right, the names are Roy Hazelwood, Robert Ressler, Mickey Pistorius, and Saga Norin. <laughs> so those first two, Roy Hazelwood? Roy Hazelwood, Robert Ressler, Mickey Pistorius, and Saga Norin. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, uh, the second one. Robert Ressler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the the, uh, the third one uh, sounds like there was a South African dude who helped out. Yeah, and then there was like a Japanese dude, and the first one had a less crazy name. Okay, Hazelwood. Right. So, no, so you're going Robert Ressler? Yes. Right. Well, let me let me break this down for you. Uh, Roy Hazelwood um, is in fact a, a very famous profiler. He helped yes. catch um, the Butcher Baker, who was a killer in Anchorage in Alaska, who used to kidnap prostitutes and take them out to his hunting cabin and hunt them in the wood. Good lord! Um, Just like that movie. Yeah, he said. He said what they were looking for was an insecure person who uh, would nonetheless be a very good hunter. Um, that's their one area where they felt they were profoundly capable. And he, and he even got him down. But I mean, he even got him down mm-hmm. to the fact that he might have a stutter. Wow. So, which he, which he, yeah, which he landed Great up uh, getting. Yeah, no, very, very good. Um, how they do this kind of thing, who knows? Um, and he also helped catch uh, Dennis Rader, who was obviously the BTK killer. Um, so yeah, he helped profile him. Um, Mickey Pistorius, you are right. Mickey is in fact uh, a woman. Wow. Uh, she is known officially as South Africa's first profiler, and she uh, she's the one that did the uh, profiling of the ABC killer Moses Sitoli. Wow. And uh, and she said that maybe it was the two killers that, that they were looking at two killers and. And she she got him down to the fact that uh, she said that he would call the media at some point. She figured he would he would phone the media, and uh, so so that's Mickey Pistorius. Um, and he did. He in fact did call the media, and he claimed Jeez. to be someone. And he he talked at length about why he was committing these murders. He was he said he was angry <clears throat> because uh, a former girlfriend had accused him of rape and sent him to jail for six years. And so now he was angry at women, and this is why he was he was doing all these murders. Um, Mickey Pistorius called in a famous FBI um, profiler to to kind of you, you know because she was she was by herself and she called in this famous uh, FBI profiler to to validate what her version and he came in he validated it and he said yeah actually you you're probably bang on wow. uh, and his name was Robert Ressler and Robert Ressler was famous in his <laughs> own rights, yeah, uh, because he'd uh, he'd profiled the vampire of Sacramento, Richard Chase, wow. where he'd predicted a white male uh, in his twenties who's undernourished, unkempt, and with a history of mental illness. Good lord, these uh, jokes are good. Yeah, yeah, and and Richard Chase was arrested, looking malnourished, disheveled, and in a sweatshirt covered in blood, suffering from schizophrenia. And he was oh. also, yeah, so and he was also the assistant uh, profiler in the search for for Moses Sitole. 
The fake one is, of course, Saga Norin, who is a fictional TV detective from the Swedish TV series Bronbrun, which became The Bridge. She's amazing. What a great detective. Greatest TV detective ever. But yeah. <laughs> I thought, uh, yeah, I thought it would be pretty ah, cool too. Profilers, good on you, profilers. Yeah, Keep no, up the, work, the good work. The work, yeah, when you, the more you read into it, and you think like the the times where they they nail these guys, where they get them absolutely spot on. Um, yeah, down to what these guys will look like when they get caught, what their homes will look like, what they, you know, uh, who they looking for, what how they fit in the community, who they, you know, uh, quite often. It's clearly become way more than an art and is down to, to something of a science. Shucks. So, yeah. Well, my word. That there comes to the end of a fascinating episode. Spine tingling, spine chilling. <laughs> spine chilling. Yeah. Now, that's that's enough serial killer for me, like, for the rest of my life. I'm not, sure. not going to go home and watch oh a crime gosh. procedural. I'll go home and watch, I don't know. Seinfeld. The Simpsons an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> I'll YouTube Postman post. Oh, there we go. I'm not, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, the Yorkshire Ripper. Come on in. <laughs> it's the Yorkshire Ripper. Oh, would you like a cup of tea? Ooh. <laughs> right, good. I don't think Seinfeld, though, because if anybody's ever given me serial killer vibes, it's Jerry Seinfeld. No, it's more the two Kramer. Oh, Kramer's oh, yeah. Kramer's wonderful. definitely, he's got that. He's got that, that, crazy, that crazy edge. Oh, you know, if you him. if you went on a Tinder date with him, it would be your last. Anyway, there you go. But thanks for uh, joining us on this episode. And in closing, my final words are... Have you checked the children? <laughs> <laughs> That's from a movie. It's from another movie. And mine are, please like, subscribe. And yes. tell your friends because, you know... <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to... Die alone. <laughs> <laughs> and not because of a serial killer. Anyway, thank you very much. This Cheerio. has been fun. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.